0: Welcome to another episode of the That Fitness Business Podcast, Tom Blackman with Dan Smith. How are you, Dan?
1: Good, thanks. Very good. How's
0: uh, fatherhood going? Are you sleeping yet?
1: I'm sleeping more. Well, I think I'm adjusting, or I am sleeping more. Uh, yeah, I have these slumps. I just go through. i might like, really awake in the day. And then I get to uh, probably this time, to be honest, because we've got about 45 minutes. And then I'll be like, no, I'm done. So <laughs> we'll get yeah. it in before.
0: Because we're filming the podcast later today. Normally we film at 11 on a Monday. And today we're filming at 2 p.m. on a Monday, yeah. um, which is like the dead hour, isn't it? 2 p.m. is normally the dead hour for most people. Like, oh, that's, that's the time you take a break and go to sleep for a bit. Um, I'm all good. Yeah. And, uh, and the reason my background is blurred is because I'm moving house in two days. So my whole office has been completely... So it looks as though the bailiffs have come in and completely <laughs> took all my stuff. Got no, I've got a there. blurred background. <laughs> that scene in the Four Monty, Bayless turn up. I was scared a mm. few body ma- bodybuilder mates around in like pants to scare them off. Oh
1: man. It's sad, isn't it? Because they have all the shiny lights. Fancy lights have all gone.
0: Yeah, all my LEDs have gone. They're all packed up and All my trophies and that and uh, uh, all the books that I don't read, they're um, they've gone off my shelf, ready to be. <laughs> dusted and put onto another shelf my show new book. house yeah yes. well, all those business books that I bought and have never written R- they're
1: like hollow the hollow inside just for show
0: you, you, you open it up and it's just, oh you got how to win friends influence people I got that one yeah
1: classic show book
0: well, yeah, I, I,
1: I have read that one a few times actually that's one I have read but
0: yeah have you had any success with it
1: no it's just really <laughs> random things I remember out of the book I'm like oh that's from that book because you'll meet someone one day and they'll go oh, have you read that book how to mm-hmm. win friends in-? I'm like yeah I have actually there's a really cool quote in it that I just remember and I don't like know anything else from the book
0: <laughs> but there, there is there is an app isn't there which um which tells you the premise of a book in like like five minutes or something runs through the main um I'm not sure what it's called but I but I know a few people who've uh, used that and it sort of gets the main key points because I don't know about you, when I, I mean, I do read business books or listen to them on audio, and out of those, out of the whole book, there'll be, like, maybe two or three things, I'll go, right, I can really implement that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So but That that app sounds good. It'd be one of them things where you... you, <laughs> have you ever seen, this is a tangent and a half out. Have you ever seen that clip on the internet where the guy's like, he's the fastest ever reader, and he's just yeah. going... And it's like people watching him judging him.
0: That, it's like um, do you, do you remember Short Circuit? Remember that? Yeah. And he goes to the bookstore, like short circuit, so he goes to the bookstore and he starts reading the book, and it's like blah, 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 excellent book, and it chucks it, away. <laughs> it <laughs> Oh man. Uh, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna do a reel about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's books you've never read, read, but you want to tell people. I keep saying redden. Why do I say that? Read. Red. Read it. Read it. <laughs> yeah. Rud. <laughs> I think it's sp- spending too much time around Jacob because he comes up with like different words. Comes- yeah. yeah, well, it's sort of like it does something. Like kids say, isn't it? I I read in this book. But no, it's it's you you read the book. Yeah, I read in it. (laughs) So I pick up some of those things. So I'll say them in conversation, and people look at me like, You're a 43 year old guy. What what you'd (laughs) say, Muppet. They know how to talk properly.
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter
0: yeah exactly. yeah um okay, so anyway, so we are actually going to talk about some business stuff today, uh, not all dad stuff and uh, and and old movies. so what we're, we're talking about today is processes. and um the reason Dan and I want to talk about processes is because um in business there are you, you do need to have certain processes to do certain things, um but like all things, this has been um manipulated. By uh, people to sell products and 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 such forth such like that you um, that you don't need and these are the unnecessary processes but what processes do you need and what processes don't you need what should you incorporate in your business and what maybe you know you probably don't need to incorporate and and bother yourself with Um, and I think the main issue here is that you know you see people like they got their you know a process to be like a morning routine you know like like people's morning routines it's like i get up and then like they get up and there's like three hours to do their morning routine and it, and it's like wow that's a whole process you do every single day and and what do you get from that it's like i
1: don't know I, I i know what you mean on that but why if they why someone invented that in the first place like when did that become a thing because i don't know i like, i'm uh been doing this a while i think but i can't remember it ever being a thing has it always been a thing like a morning routine um or was it only since recently where we tried to start to look at how can we optimize different areas of our life and that morning routine was one of them so that mm. if i can show you how to have the most effective optimal morning routine then i can show you this thing or this course or this product um, yeah
0: i think the um a whole that's the whole thing isn't it? it's about optimizing like how can you be an optimized human you know and and to be this like perfect robot that cranks out content seven times a day and and is uh it is always on point with their with their diet and nutrition There for now so i think there's a that that's more the last i, I suppose five years um and it's, it's why things like ice baths and all that sort of stuff comes into um but also the nutrition side of things like You know, like like keto was always about when it was when it was started, it wasn't about this, but it got turned into keto is the way to optimize your fat burning metabolism so that you become a fat burning machine and you're optimized that sort of thing. It was always like taking something which, okay, I'm, I'm not a fan of keto, but there is certain applications taking that thing and then turning it to be able to spin it and sell it. And I think that's what morning routine, like you know, people who are big on these morning routines are all about. It's like, how can I take that, which is actually potentially a good idea, and then spin it to make money?
1: Mm. That's it, isn't it? I I'm gonna create the thing that's gonna be the suboptimal the, su- the suboptimal human or something, the suboptimal human performance program. <laughs> and and everything they're gonna do is gonna be just like normal stuff because imagine being fully optimized your life would like you mentioned a minute ago you just machine wise that's where you become and that just sounds really freaking boring to me so mm-hmm. I I don't want that I don't want that level of optimization I want something below where I can still have fun and I can still you know, do stuff that's a little bit enjoyable but, and not be this machine <laughs>
0: you know? <a> suboptimal human <laughs> so get up in the morning spend, spend 30 minutes scrolling
1: Facebook yeah and then, you no, know, then, uh, you know, Maybe you have a coffee, just relax a little bit, um, have a shower, get ready, do take the dog Cold out. Cold shower
0: or warm shower?
1: Some warm shower, like, warm, scalding. Well, just like average temperature, warm, so you can enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, enjoy the shower, uh, get changed, so just do normal stuff like like Because I think we've lost the art of just being normal in all of this biohacking uh, optimization.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The biohacking thing is, um, is, is big money, isn't it? There's a lot of, um, it, the, 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 you, you see a lot of videos with people standing in supermarkets and, and, and this isn't because one of my friends is a biohacker guy on, on Instagram. So I'm not insulting anybody here. I'm not intended to be insulting, but there is that thing about, um, we're going to stand in the supermarket and tell you why this is not right, but you should be having this. And And You know like when I'm in nutrition, people talk about don't eat food with chemicals and like you list all the chemicals in a banana and all their long chemical names and it's like a million things that are in a banana. But don't have that because chemicals.
1: Why does that stuff never happen to me? I'm praying for the day that I'm in the supermarket and someone comes up to me and goes, you see them Like I'll be like, thank you for that. I'll take them back and you can leave my basket and I'll fuck (laughs) off you get judged get judged yeah. at, the, at the checkout i feel bad enough going and getting pick a mix because it's right at the front of the store and you're like fuck like everyone's going to be looking at me so i'm like trying to speed speed pick i get really ca- anxious getting pick a mix
0: <laughs> so how, how, how much can you get in one how much pick a mix can you get in the, in the in the little like like jar was it jar bucket
1: there's like a, two sizes a big one in there and then there's a smaller one was um,
0: it what they're called cups cups yeah yeah so so i had a mate up north who who, who was telling me about this thing called greedy boards do you know what a greedy board is no nope. wait this is this is a process for optimizing your your salad at pizza hut yeah so before before um salad at pizza hut was like unlimited salad and you could only have one bowl so greedy boards you used to go into into pizza with your bowl and you put your salad in and then you would put your cucumber around the top to make a table, yeah, and then you would put other stuff there to make a sort of a little wall, and then put more stuff in, and then more cucumber on top. So you'd end up with like a tower of yeah. salad, which you then had to negotiate back to your your table. And presumably, as soon as you put it down, it all fucked all over the all over the table. Nice. But it was that one bowl, so they've optimized the process for the salad bowl.
1: Nice,
0: like <laughs> that but that's, that's what. I mean.
1: Sorry? That would be in the suboptimal program because that's the shit you need yeah. to know.
0: But that but that's that's an optimized process, which is completely stupid because <laughs> you're not going to eat that much salad. You know, ne- no one ever eats that much salad, but it's because you've only got that thing to do, yeah. you're gonna make sure you get your maximum amount of salad, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's it. It's the same with Pickamyx. Like so you you've got a system for trying to get it in. Like, Don't the put layers. the bananas in first. Yeah, and these big snakes you have to wrap round. So you can have yeah. more space, and then the little ones at the top to fill the gaps. But
0: well, if you if you get all the pick and mix in, and then you put bananas around the edge, that's another that's another level, isn't it? So you can put more in, more bananas. So you can end up with a pick and mix thing about ten foot high, and it's all bananas up the side, like Donkey Kong. And you walk out to checkout. Yeah, one cup of pick and mix, please. And they look at you like. And it looked like you're judging you and you're like, Terrible. take my money, it's one cut. <laughs> you got half the store in your pick of it. A mix. <laughs>
1: um, I know, I and anyway,
0: it. I think we are talk <laughs> about business stuff.
1: Yeah, So. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: Same. yeah, so the morning routine. Um as a as a when I was a bodybuilder, I always had I I it was a big, big one for routines because body bodybuilding, especially competitive bodybuilding, had to be like really rigid and everything had to be really rigid. So I, and if you talk to any competitive bodybuilder, have you ever done a diet for a show or anything like that? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. You got this, you, you get up, you've got to get up at 6am because you've got your cardio at 6.30 and you've got your first meal at yeah. seven and whatever. And it has to go through that process in the day. And that's what gets you like the win, doesn't it? That's what gets you the, the win at the show yeah. because you've done this thing.
1: And- but then what you also know like what that turns you into as well because then yeah. you turn into that machine robot person and then yeah. everything else becomes second um second favorite because like it nothing can impact that routine mm. so when you think about that and you apply a similarity to a process maybe in your business and you're just following that rigid structure it doesn't allow for much so no you
0: know. and what it does make you is into someone who doesn't enjoy the process of building your business because the things you put in place to help you be a more optimized businessman or woman are now making you, um, a slave to routine and there's no variance on routine. Yeah. So, so if you like, say we, we changed the podcast time today to 2 PM from 11 because of various things, well, various things with me and, but but if 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 our day had been so structured, we wouldn't have been able to do that because no no we've got to do podcast eleven. Yeah, can't do it at it's two.
1: Something else will be impacted. But that's a yeah like a process thing. But you can see how that's that's connected to things like that, like those yeah very rigid set and structure way. And I, I'll be honest, like some of the stuff that I'd, when I've I've learned from things of that nature of like dieting and um. Uh, I'd say it's not all negative. I think it teaches yeah. you a lot about discipline and it teaches you to be structured, but then you have to be okay of like, how do you come outside of that as well? And you'd be okay with kind of shifting out. And I think a lot of people can't, that's how you get the problems afterwards, don't you, from a dieting point of view where people can't then go back to normal normal life because yeah, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think you're right there. Having a structure with you, I mean, obviously we've coached people in nutrition for years and years, it's important to have a structure with your nutrition otherwise you end up going off to greg's or mcdonald's or whatever else because you haven't got those those structures in place in order to you know like have a proper meal that sort of thing you know schedule your training so that you can make sure you hit your training you don't put it off that sort of thing so yeah absolutely there's 100 there's percent a reason for processes but at what, what point does having a process become you're being trapped by that process and you and now you're a slave to the process you've created kind of like terminator you know
1: yeah <laughs> you can't but like, if you are invited out to go to a restaurant or something and then all of a sudden that starts to shit what do i do how do i how do i navigate this and if you even if you're having those thoughts then your process is so ingrained that you need to be able to step outside that it's a hard thing for people to do because that's the problems that come after that but Mm. I think from a business perspective it it ties into a lot of things like you mentioned before having processes is is a part of it for certain things so um, standard operating procedures for certain things in your business like maybe like we said before onboarding processes you might want to have that fairly standardized because Mm. you know it's the same thing and then you might change it over time but then you bring anyone else into the business, like you work with other coaches or some other people to help you out, then you need to have a process because that person's got to understand how it works. Um, can't because it's your business at the end of the day. So, having processes is important, I think, in certain situations, but- yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, hit the nail on the head there with onboarding because you want that process to be a nice, very smooth thing. So, when someone signs up to your business, you want to say, Right, you've signed, say, you paid, so you want the process to divert them to a welcome page set up an email to send them the three things they have to do um then you want to have a way for them to book a call with you for their welcome call or you know all these things you don't want to be doing that yourself because that's going to then take up time so it's important that but then you know you see some people's onboarding process and it's like five weeks worth of like emails and everything else i mean that that for me is I think if you had five weeks where every single day, and we're not talking challenges here because that's something else, but, but onboarding for a one-to-one, one-to-one work is very varied, isn't it? Changes every, there might be something different, especially having weekly or two weekly calls. So having these emails that are set out over five or six weeks, which are very rigid, is going to disrupt that process, that one-to-one process.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think there is a sweet spot for it, which is obviously for each person's business, but. Yeah, you can even have like one extreme just going on forever, and then absolutely like nothing. Well, you know, there's a sweet spot for that. But the main thing from that process is that it is something that can be standardized. So then you can look at it, get feedback on it. How can I improve it potentially in the future? Um, And there's a few posts like that in 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 like running the business, which I think are similar, like how you should operate and have things standardized. But then when we get to things like Like we were speaking about before, um, like creating content, for example, there's so much content out there, and there's so many people who help people create content now, that it becomes well, this person's saying that you need to do this, and you need to use a structure where you've got to have like the hook's the most important thing, and then you've got to have this, this. So, what happens if you're you're you've got some content that you want to create, or you've got something you want to talk about, and then you like doesn't fit into doesn't fit that so you end up not doing it so then you end up not creating content which is not what you necessarily want for the business i'd rather someone put it out there than feel constrained to the the structure of what someone else is telling you to do
0: yeah yeah because we've both got our like content creation tools haven't we and there's like a guide here's how to do certain posts or whatever but yeah i mean if you if if you get someone who takes that like 100 literally it's like well I can't, I can't do a reel of me, whatever walking my dog, because how does that fit into uh, my, my content, which has to be me in the gym or me behind, uh, you know, my my YouTube screen or whatever else? It, <clears throat> I think there has to be that. Here's a guide, but you, you've got to have some creative thought. And yeah. I think it, it, what you're talking about again with this with people who create content for you, you know, they're going to create into a template they're going to create and they're doing all the other stuff for all the other coaches that they work with because no one works with just one coach so you're going to end up with content that sort of looks like other people's content it might be you and it might be your words but because it's following a very rigid template it's going to look Mm. exactly the same as everyone else's and then you don't stand out
1: no no i think it it also stifles the creativity process as well if you're immersed in a world where everything is is all the same so then you think oh it's going to do the same as that then and know you say you don't stand out but also your creativity is like void and then people end up going oh i'm not very creative i don't really do that i'm not really creative i'm like not... well no it's only because you're surrounding yourself with the same stuff and that's all you see if you step out of that for a second and actually start to think a little bit and um, maybe i don't know read some stuff or go somewhere else visit somewhere else a different location and you'll start mm-hmm. having different ideas and then put that out there and and that in itself is going to stand out more. Um, I do feel that coaches who, who struggle with this maybe lack the uh, the right the real reason behind why they're doing it in the first place because if they don't understand like that that drive for what they're trying to put out there and who they're trying to help and create. Then maybe they do struggle with like thinking about that. So then when they see other stuff, it might be useful for them to go actually, cool, I, that's an idea, or maybe I'll do something similar to that. But I don't know, maybe you're thwarting your own kind of <laughs> um uh drive to be able to put your own stuff out there if you if you do that. I think it, it's a funny one really. I get really uh yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I know we talked about um on the previous podcast, we we're talking about reels and and you know what we did on reels. And we t- I think we talked on that one about how there was um there's always these gurus, aren't there, that say Oh, this is the new trend, and you should be doing this. And if if you're not doing this, then your then your viewers are going to plummet. That sort of thing, and they and they've got this. Okay, you must construct a reel this way. You must do it this way. You must do it this way. And and people are always trying to jump on that. So their process is to try and follow the trend. But if they're constantly adjusting their content to to be hitting these trends, and I think we discussed this before eventually you're going to move away from your niche because unless your niche is you know, like very young people who really do jump on trends a lot and I don't know about you but a lot of the people I work with they like things to be the way they are you know they they, they <laughs> no don't change. like change a lot
1: <laughs> don't like change. <laughs> they like change
0: no not to say they're all funny duddies or whatever else but um yeah certainly I like to be an early adopter and that sort of thing. But sometimes I'll be like, do you know what? I'm just not going to implement that because that doesn't fit with my, with who I am. Nah. The people who are following trends will always be trying to be essentially someone they're not by jumping on this thing all the time.
1: Yeah. And it's always, you know, you see like, oh, jump on this audio. It's the next trending audio. It's trending about audio, to, yeah. It's about yeah. to blow up. It's about to go viral and crazy, right? that only ever blows up and goes viral for the person saying it, mm. never for the people using it. Because by the time you've actually got on that and done anything with it, one, it might not be suited, like you said, to what you do anyway. It might just be weird. And two, it it might have been, it might have had so many people then go on to that, that then the only person who benefits is the person who's actually said it in the first place. So almost like you're, they're preaching to people about this thing and it's never going to work and it's only going to help them solve their thing. Um, and I but see that a lot. scheme, yeah, <laughs> like pyramid audio, like. <laughs> um, but it's it's true. Like there's certain things like like that that I feel. I mean, I I like to create content, and I'm I'm definitely I know that I will test stuff out, and I know that whether you know, and I don't really care. Like I don't care that much. I think I'm more I'm happier to go. Oh, I've created this thing. I'll put it out there, and and have a have have fun with it. I think if I have fun with it, then I'm happy. Um, there's some pieces of content that I get ideas from just different places and different industries but sometimes I just have like random weird ideas and I think I'll just create that Uh, Mm. because then I'm I'm glad that I'm doing that based off something that is um, me and my personality and then I'm doing it to still either it's to add some sense of humor which mainly it is or if there is something that's linked to what we do and how we help people then I like to think that I've put my um my kind of stand behind it. And it's not, it's not like you could find anyone else out there doing similar, I hope anyway. But um yeah, that takes me back to that point where if you understand the reasons why you're doing it in the first place and you've really got that that drive and passion behind driving what you do and your coaching forwards, then you you won't you won't be you won't care what other people think or you won't care about like copying people. You just do what you want to do. Uh I think everyone's like looking for that thing of like, oh, can you hold my hand to help me create this thing? I'm like, well, I can help you, but you need to be the one going. oh I'm going to freaking do this myself and like, start yeah. putting it out there. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And um what I like about your content is that there's there there's there's like this always subtle sense of humor under underneath it.
1: And <laughs> no, <laughs> someone uh, thinks that. No,
0: I, I don't mean that in a that <laughs> obviously that, that's a that's a compliment way. So. Like, that it's, it's always very lighthearted. Even when you talk about something serious, it it's, it's a very, you, you it's like easy watching, you know, <laughs> but you could just, you could be in front of the camera going, hello, today we're going to talk about testimonials and how yeah. to get a good testimonial, you know, and i just hold on. I'm just going to look at my hook. Would you like a testimonial that helps you sell your business? And then, you know or you could go how you did it the other day on that on that post, which was talking about the three things you needed or whatever it was, but it, it grabbed interest straight away because it didn't look like all the other posts you see like that we, which and I think that's again, that's your process is to is to talk about the the really important stuff, but add your sense of humor and your style to it
1: i just I try not uh, what I do is I think I, what would I if I was watching it? would i find it either funny or would i just be bored by it and i try and do that and i know it's not going to not everyone's going to find that funny you're always going to be like find it interesting and that's okay because they're not my people anyway and to be honest most of those people would probably be either people in the same space or whatever and then i'm not they're not my clients Mm. anyway and it's the same thing with the coach with coaches right they try and they're they're scared of maybe creating this content because they're worried about what other coaches will think and you just think they're not they're not for you anyway. Like, so stop worrying about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is that, um, there, there's that echo chamber, isn't there, of like, someone puts a poster and it's, oh, all the other coaches have liked it. So it's a really good post. But it's not because the only people it's resonated with are the coaches who also have that issue or that problem hmm. with their business. You haven't actually talked to the people who are going to buy from you, the people who are actually going to help.
1: Yeah. Yeah definitely um just go i wish more people would just go off there do what they want to do like for a change and just be like actually i've got this idea do you think it sounds like crazy i'm like no just do it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the best content
0: <laughs> i think it's a good idea to have um so, so okay let's say you've got seven days of the week where you you're preparing content and maybe if you have like four days where you're putting out stuff which is part of your 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 not so much your template but your standard content so like we do clips of this podcast and we put that out on a monday i think you do it on wednesday or thursday whatever and that's that's to a format you know subtitles letterbox title thing that's it Uh, but then the rest of our content is different and i I, I do content every week which is similar in 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 style and, and and you do as well but then also we have that creative side of things. So like the three days out of the week will be more creative stuff. And I, and I think that's important because as we were earlier with, create, with creativity and making sure that you are being creative, people like to see uh, consistency. So if they see the same type of stuff on your feed and you're on posts and reels, like you with the monster opening the, you know, you're opening a glove box with the monster. People like that because that's your stuff. Yeah, they know it's your content and it's consistently. It's like, I like that because that's that's Dan, that's who I know. But also having something new, that's also going to catch people's interest. You don't want to be the same person all the time because that becomes boring. So it's important to have those templates for putting out, say, like standard stuff, maybe 50%, 60% of the time, but also have that creative process where I'm just going to do that and see what happens, you know? Yeah. And if that's, I get low that, views,
1: whatever. That's it though. But I think that's part of the game that gets forgotten because it is, I think it is a game in the end of the day. It's like social media should be, a, it's a bit. Of, it's fun. I know yeah, you, you you build your business around it. And then, that's what, I'm not saying just that you do random shit and then don't have any kind of process for anything. But you need to be able to get your personality into into content. I think that's a really easy way of doing it. Um, and I think a lot of the times when I work with, some coaches the one of the hardest things is pulling that out of them because of maybe potentially all the other stuff that they get compounded with all the time saying you need to do this you need to have this headline this hook this part here this call to action um and they're like fucking hell I, I don't know. and i just want them to be them i just want them to be themselves and put stuff out there <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah and then and, and and like we said before i think there's a lot of um um gurus who have, who have made that more of a problem than what it needs to be you know you must do certain things this way otherwise it's going to flop you know and people because they're worried about the business not making money etc they they will be jumping on those sorts of things especially if it's someone who's got 30 million followers or whatever and they're saying this is the thing that works but it works for them because they've got 30 million followers so like, so if you see like um a picture of a celebrity which has got like 30 30 million likes 30 million again yeah like but you would see the same person say that Niagara Falls yeah celebrity Niagara Falls you know 100,000 likes and then you go to Niagara Falls post a pet you don't get 100,000 likes you might get more than normal because it's Niagara Falls but you're not getting a million likes it's like well this isn't a content template you know don't take a picture of yourself in Niagara Falls it's not going to be the secret to your to your content yeah. being successful it's audience as well isn't it
1: depends what you're wearing as well well
0: yeah ex- exactly you know it's, um top off you know buns out
1: I've, I've got this idea for a piece of content and it's it's been in my head for two weeks now and i'm gonna do it this week i'm gonna do oh, it dear. and it's The just, bikini one nah. it's, <laughs> no when's this going out it's gonna go out after isn't it so um yeah it's like you know when people are like just wear the shorts wear the damn shorts so I've got I've got the tightest pair of shorts. I'm going to do some guys.
0: <laughs> you have the tightest pair of shorts ever rolled up.
1: I've got, got the music as well. I'm going to use, and then yeah, just going to be in the garden. Like, swear the damn short. <laughs> 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 I have the most random ideas. I don't know why, because I kept seeing it. Like you know, it's one of them phrases that winds me up. I'm like, why is it even a thing? And then you've got people jumping. It's like the same. Trend of like, oh look, I've got rolls. Oh, well done. Like, who cares? Wear what you want. Don't care. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's the uh, the, the um, tangent. It's the uh, it's the body confidence thing from people who are um, in really really great shape. And I'm not saying that anyone else, you know, <laughs> anyone in great shape can't have negative body confidence, but it almost feels like that sort of what's that word? Where you sort of false empathy. Is it virtue yeah. signaling? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's the, oh, I I know what you like when you've got 20 kilos to lose because I've got this little bit of fat here. So I, I know exactly what you're going through. No, you don't. Uh,
1: so, yeah, that's an insight into my content process.
0: So, yeah. so your content process is you're going to wear shorts?
1: No. no. You <laughs> just, just write like that down. Ideas. Wear really shorts. Ideas. <laughs> yeah but what you're
0: talking about there is is actually is the trending stuff isn't it again so you always get it in summer um and actually one of my pts at the gym uh Raquel says that because she works with women who have body confidence issues and who want to be you know better so she talks all the time about wearing clothes that you want to have so that's something that does come up in summer a lot you don't really tend to get it in winter do you wear the shorts in winter maybe you should do it in winter (laughs) You know, wait wait for christmas wear the shorts
1: uh, <laughs> uh,
0: but, but yeah it's that trending stuff what happens what's happening in the news what's happening you know in uh, in celebrity land is there a way that you can incorporate that into your process to so, yeah, yeah. you know one day a week right what's trending yeah. on twitter what's trending here what's pull yeah. it and that doesn't require that's not a template because you know how are you how are you going to talk about Elon Musk bringing a sync into Twitter in your with your template? It's just not going to happen, is it?
1: No, no. But you get really good at turning that into stories and um, situations and scenarios that you can use in your content. So the more you look for things like that, the, the easier it becomes. Yeah, yeah. And I think there there should be
0: that we said before there should be that part of your content which is completely ad lib and completely unscripted. And just oh, let's just put that out and see what happens. You know, it's just a bit of a laugh. You know, let's see what happens. Some of my best performing content is stuff that I've done in like two minutes. Oh, that's 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 a bit funny. That's a bit of a that's a bit of a funny thing to put out. And then it's like you know, hundred likes. You're like, what? That was just a joke. <laughs> yes. Not sure how many sales I got from that, but it was it was good
1: anyway. Um I'm just trying to think of other processes. I mean, we do have a lot of processes that are set. So from, you know, you just like your technical side of things that are in place, because you can even like payment process, uh, process, right? So how someone then signs up. But um, I think from a a structure point of view, it's good to have an awareness of like, where um, you've got key objectives. So what things you're trying to improve or work on across like a certain time period. But then how that happens can be depending on the level of attention you want to give that objective, and you might have to have more processes towards it potentially. I don't know. So if you're yeah, at, yeah,
0: I, mean, I think there's um so the so processes can be broken down into stuff that doesn't require a human touch. So that's stuff like let's say in the payment process. So yeah, you, know, you don't need to take the, the payment manually over the phone. On I mean, you can if you're on a high pressure sales call, you can. Drag them to the phone and make them beat their stripe into the into the payment portal, or you can direct them to a a cart, can't you? To do that, and then then that's all automated process. You can do that, but the stuff that requires the human touch, I think that that sometimes I would say needs to have um, more of an involved process, a more a more flexible process, such as say you're say you're working with someone new. And you need to break down. So they've got these big problems, which are, and I know we talked about roadmaps before. They've got these big problems which you need to solve. But they need to put in place like like some massive things in order to accomplish that. Well, it's no good saying, oh yeah, you need to do this massive thing, this massive thing, this massive thing, and then your life will be perfect. Okay, well, how do I do that? So if you've got a process as a coach to say, right, these three things, what we need to achieve to make you achieve this big goal you've got, how do we break down those three things into smaller manageable steps? And I think if you do have that process in place, uh, which a lot of coaches don't have, it's just like, Oh, let's just get you calorie deficit training, whatever. If you can, I know we talked about roadmaps before about right, what are these things that need to happen to accomplish this big goal, like steps, like the bit road sort of thing. And it's, and you can work with them on your checking calls and say, right. You've managed to do this. You know, you've tracked your food consistently for a week. Great, let's tick that off. Okay. Let's track it for two weeks. You know, let's track it for three weeks. And then all of a sudden it becomes a habit. Hmm. So having that process does really help what I found, you know, in the years of coaching nutrition clients, how massively to also give the client a sense of, well, I've achieved something here. As well as you as a coach, look what you've
1: achieved. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like the whole roadmap thing really I think is is uh, is becoming more and more important now because not only do you, does it help from that side of things and that's that's the ultimate goal, right? To get your clients the outcome they want. Mm. But you can then market what you do differently because you stand out. You're different to everyone else out there who doesn't have these processes or doesn't have this way of delivering their coaching. So it works for both sides. And I do feel that mm. most coaches would be better off spending a bit more time on that and trying to think about okay what are the common things that i do work with my clients on how do i then position that as something that stands out a little bit more that like you say isn't just a calorie deficit and training yeah. plan yeah
0: the, the other thing is if you've got if you've got these processes in place you can then you can then use that on your marketing so say say for example you had this miracle like 12 steps yeah. miracle 12 steps to becoming a better coach yeah you know First of all, don't cold DM people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, go back and speak to people, all the people you've wronged, that sort of thing. Um, if you had these 12 steps where you can then say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to start you here, where let's say, you know, overweight, out of shape, that sort of thing. Um, Sorry, Dan, that dropped off for a second there. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about if you have this, um, where they are, where they need to be, and you've got these 12 steps, and you can use that in your marketing to say, People I work with is often here. Where they want to get to is here. And what they're missing is these 12 steps, essentially. Yeah. Or, and this is what this is what this is how I work with people. Yeah. It's, it's all right to say, you know, I'll get you the body you want, eating food you like, or whatever. You know, I'll get you in shredded shape. Right. But that's just, that's just words, isn't it? It's like you yeah. know, all for Wall Street, you know, it's like flu flu. it doesn't exist, you know. But if you can show a tangible, like this, you need to sort this first then this, then this, then this, then this. And that doesn't have to be in one piece of content. You can talk to about multiple bits of content. But every time you're talking about that, you're reinforcing the fact that you know what you're doing and you have a set up process to do this.
1: Yeah. And you could even go one step further and have like, this is Jane. She's gone through this part of the process and this is what's happened. She's
0: midway through. So she's now, she's done these six steps or whatever. And this is the change. So, if you have your in, um, what's it called? I, have, I, I call it a midterm assessment of when you know, what people say it's a 12 week program, six weeks. This is where they're at, six weeks. And it's like a testimonial, but it's not the finished product. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's not a before and after, it's an in process or before and drawing, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that, again, is another way of picking out content. If you're struggling for content, Talk to people midway through their journey rather than right at the end and talk about what you've done with them and what they've still got to achieve. And it shows people how you work through with people through the process.
1: Nice, I like it.
0: Yeah. Um, any, other, any other stuff? I know we're coming up to the hour and uh, it's kind of get the feeling you need your afternoon now. <laughs> All right, I, I do as well. I'm, I haven't got no kids here. Uh,
1: um... <laughs> No, I just think that there's, like we said, there's processes and places for them, but then you don't let that like st- stall your creativity or stop you from doing stuff or stop you from putting stuff out there. Um, because it's, it, I think as well, people get worried that, you know, if they do something like that, everyone's going to remember it. No one remember, right? Don't worry. Right?
0: Nah. <laughs> no, well, unless, of course, unless, of course, you're Philip Schofield. <laughs> Then everybody was going to remember. (laughs) But anyway, processes. Um, Anything else we need to add before we go? No, I don't think so. Cool. Okay. Nice one. Um, So just what's left is uh, Dan,
1: where can people contact you? Uh, Come to Dan's Strong Collective. Come see my uh, collection of memes. (laughs)
0: And uh Tom Blackman coach at Instagram for for mine uh reels, humorous reels and other things. <laughs> right Dan, I'll see you next week at the right time and uh have a good week, have a good weekend. See you later.
1: Bye.